Moncrief on News Talk. 087-1400-106 is our WhatsApp number. It is time for parenting. Joanna Fortune joins us once again. Afternoon, Joanna. Afternoon. Uh, right. First question is this. I know you will tell me this is the terrible twos, but I'm hoping there is something we can do. <laughs> My son is 20 months and has an almighty temper. Mm. He doesn't cry or scream in anger. He throws. Everything he holds becomes a missile. Books, toys, bottles, food. Everything. If this streak comes across his face, you can see it coming and he is a powerful throw, let me tell you. Having been on the receiving end a few times, is there anything at all we can do to stop him throwing everything around? I'm worried he'll hurt someone at crash or one of his siblings at home who are three and five. Oh, crikey. So many targets. Oh, and especially three and five. So many moving targets, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know. And in lots of ways, yeah, there's a lot of the kind of so-called terrible twos about this. But I'm curious how his language is coming on because when this age is really frustrating for kids, I totally get it's really frustrating for parents as mm. well. But it's really hard when you cannot convey what you're thinking and feeling. And then you get this kind of build up of tension. Nobody's understanding you, even though from your own toddler perspective, you've been perfectly clear that you do not like broccoli or you do not like mushed, whatever it is. And so the only way I can really get you to understand that is to use behaviour, to throw it at you. Um, I love that you say he has a great throw. I love the reframing. You know, we can use this in due course, but right now it's a problem. When you say you're worried he's going to hurt someone at crash, I'm immediately interested, does he do it at crash? Have they spoken to you about it? And what do they do in response? to it because if they're apart from duck obviously (laughs) (laughs) and they go ooh that's a strong arm but we don't throw (laughs) things Um, and then I think it is avoiding phrases like don't throw Mm. because he's 20 months old and you know what he's hearing throw yeah throw He's hearing that bit of the sentence over and over. So sometimes we have to prescribe the behaviour and use paradox as a creative way going, you have such a strong arm. I wonder, could you throw it all the way over to this designated area that isn't me or your siblings, but over there? I wonder, could you throw it over my head? I wonder, could you throw it over to the waste paper basket or whatever it is? Mm. And then I would give him things that he can throw rather than the things he can't. I mean, we don't want him throwing his food and his trucks, lorries and things like that. But if you make um, a whole little basket of balls out of newspaper, just scrunch up newspaper into paper balls, have a bag of cotton wool, give him things he can throw that isn't going to hurt anybody. And actually, he'd want to give it a farewell welly to get it to travel, you know, because they're very light items. Mm. So when you because there's something here for me that you see the streak come across his face. I'm like, okay, so he is cueing you. Before he does it, he's cueing you. We're getting there. Yeah. I'm not out of control yet, but it is fast approaching. And if you can catch him in those moments of dysregulation before it's full blown flipping and redirect him, you're giving him a really practical thing that he can do. And all of that, people would be like, just tell him not to do it. No, he's 20 months old. You can tell him not to do it. And you can also open the window and scream into the wind Mm. because it will have the same effect. You're going to have to show him and do the communication. So model what you want him to do rather than what you don't want him to do. And sometimes when you're frustrated, there is a really nice release out of throwing something. Just make sure it's scrunched up toilet roll, newspaper, cotton wool, things that actually you could have a big snowball fight with the three and five year old and make it fun. So you're redirecting him to what he can throw. I do think this will work itself out, Sean, as his language increases and he has other opportunities to express, I don't like this and no and not mine or yes, mine. And he's able to express what's going on. Yeah. 
But so, I mean, is that literally on a physical level, having a bag full of scrumptious up newspaper oh, where yeah. you should just stick in front of him and take away his rock yeah. collection? The throwing and, box. Yeah. This is our throwing box. We do not throw our trucks or our whatever it is, he books. I mean, he's picking them. <laughs> Bottles, food. But here's what we can throw and you're redirecting him to that. And you're able to go, wow, look how far it goes. And then you're not critiquing, giving out and adding to his frustration in that moment. You're just redirecting it. But you're being clear and boundary, not this, but hey, look, let's do this and make a game out of it. As he gets a bit older, he's still too young. You can bring in some impulse control play with it. You know, you can do animal crossing. He can cross the room as a stomping elephant and float back like a butterfly and he can come over like a lion and go back like a squeaky mouse. So big animal animal, small animal, and you bring them up and you bring them down in that. And he goes over and back and over and back. You can do red light, green light. You can put on music and everybody can dance their moodies away, you know, stamp and dance and twirl. You can do all of that with your three and five year old. Yeah. 20 months is still a little young for him to grasp that. Something as simple as throw the paper ball is much easier for him to get. Yeah. So if but if he's thrown the paper ball and... Should you react to that? Should you if if you, if you say, "Whoa, that was a good throw," are you kind of is he going, "Oh, cool, I'll keep doing this then"? Uh, with the paper ball is yeah. fine. So then you can structure it and make um, a loop with your arms in front of your body as if it's a basket, and ask him to throw in between your arms. See, can he throw it in? Throw it in, and you're going to make you know stand close to him big loop with your arms. We want success from it. And you're actually turning it into an activity. It's playing. So it's not about, and you know what happens then is he's laughing, he's having fun. And the result is he's no longer frustrated and trying to throw a tractor at somebody. Yeah. And in time, he will grow. Oh, it will. Absolutely. It it really is a phase. But I think it's very hard when you say to someone, oh, that's quite normal at that age. And they're going, "Okay, but I'm still in it. I'm in the trenches with it. So I need something even in the short term that will help me manage it. Mm. This isn't really, you know, this is interesting, actually, because we probably, in a way, we don't get enough questions like this. This isn't really a question about my child, but about me as a mother. My daughter is 13 and is going through all the things we're told to expect with teenagers, mood swings, disinterest in the things she loved when she was a teenager, addicted to her phone, etc. However... I'm really struggling to accept her behaviour to the point that I don't really like her at the moment. I've heard Joanna talk in the past about spending one-on-one time with her kids when we feel they are acting out. But I honestly don't want to be around her. She's dismissive of me. She's quite mean to me in the things she says about my outfits or how our home looks. And she said pretty horrible things lately about how I'm not a good mother uh, has her, as a friend's mother's and she'd rather live uh, with them than me. I'm a single parent. It's always been just us. So I'm really hurt. I know I'm supposed to be able to be grown up about this, but I'm finding uh, really finding it hard to push beyond, beyond my own emotions. Every hour I work is for her benefit. I have had no life of my own for more than a decade, something that never bothered me until the last six months or so. Has it all been for nothing? Do other parents? feel like this. Yes. Oh, they yeah, do. Absolutely. absolutely. They do. And it hasn't all been for nothing, but there's something in the end of this letter that addresses so much at the beginning that everything you've done has been for her and you haven't had a life of your own. Because another thing that I say, not just, you know, spending time with your kids when they're like this, is that our kids need to see that we have a life outside of them and beyond them. They need to Mm, see when they're little that we go and come back and go and come back and that helps their permanence. But even in adolescence, they need to see that while our children are very important to us, they can't be everything to us. Because when this happens and this will happen now, she's doing, you're right, she's doing adolescent development. She's doing it with bells on. 
Mm. Got to give it to her. She's a, she's over and above. I mean, she is allowed to be a teenager. She is actually not allowed to be disrespectful and to be aggressive in this way and to be very personal because it's very hard not to personalise or take personally an attack that feels so personal. Mm. You know, it's literally about me, our yeah. home, our stuff. How do I not take that personally yes. when it yeah. is personal? And often I think, you know, you're saying here you really don't like her at the moment. And I, I think you're not alone in that. And I hope whoever sent this in isn't going, oh, I, I shouldn't have said that. Actually, lots of parents feel like this. Absolutely. No, we have had questions in, uh, more than once, many times. Absolutely. In fact, saying, I don't like them at the And moment. I think when you put that statement in the context of this letter, it's really about you don't like how you feel around her mm. rather than yeah. you don't like her. So it's you're not liking how her behaviour is making you feel. And that's very valid. Mm. And I think that's the piece where I'd be saying to you, there is too much pressure on your relationship. You have to invest in yourself, your life outside, your friends, your family network, you know, your own intimate personal life. You know, you have to take time for you and let her see that you're prioritising yourself, you're taking care of yourself. I don't mean push her aside and ignore her, but just take some of the intense pressure off this connection because when you have, this is very much a dyadic relationship. There's you and her. There's always been you and her and it's very intense. And she's developmentally at a stage where she has to pull away from her mum. In order to separate, to individuate, to grow, to develop, she has to pull away. And so the only way she can do that is by she's pulling and pushing you Mm. at the same time. So for her to pull away, you have to step back and give her the space to do that. But right now she's feeling like the only way I can pull away from you is to attack you. Because I'm also in that phase of abandonment where our teenagers, particularly around this age, 13 to 15, really prioritise their friends. They idealise the friends. You're seeing that their mothers are great, you're not. Their houses are great, ours isn't. They're doing all of that because it's that phase of I'm identifying with somebody beyond you. And in doing that, I'm idealising the outside world and I'm denigrating you. And it's not nice. And even me making sense of it doesn't mean it's okay. by Mm. the way. But I do think in those moments, because what I'm not getting is you're describing her behaviour, you're describing how you feel, but you're not including how you react to her behaviour. Yes. Okay. And that's also a big part of this. So if if and when, and I'm really erring on the when here because you're human, you're going to snap at her. You're going to lose it. You're going to shout back. That's awful. That's horrible. Mm -hmm. I don't like being with you either. You're going to end up saying something. Um, And no matter what happens, no matter what she says or does or who starts it, you have to initiate the repair in the relationship every time. Because as parents, we have to show our children, particularly in this difficult stage, but at all stages, really, that our relationship matters more to us than being right. And our relationship is stronger than the row. And that involves a whole lot of eyes. And it might be I snapped at you or I did or said whatever I did um, because my feelings were really hurt by some of the things I heard. I still haven't said, you did, you said, you hurt me. And then I might say something like, I feel I've always worked hard to give us a nice life. And the story I told myself is that I'm not appreciated or respected for that. And I felt hurt. Mm. Now, that is addressing everything that's going on, but you're not putting it on her that you're wrong. You did it. You're bad. You're the problem here. But you are owning it, owning the impact of it. And I'd like us to show each other some respect. And I will certainly commit to doing that. And we own it all the time. And she might look at you, she might roll her eyes at you and then you just back away. Don't open Mm. that row again. But you are always letting her know I'm here for you. 
but I'm not while I'm available to you. I'm not for disrespecting. Yeah. And I will hold that boundary. So the next time things and I, it is going to happen. So the next time things are getting really heated and heightened, give each other and you might want to discuss this when things are calm mm. between you, that you're going to have the sort of red button moment. And if one of you say red button moment, there's a 15 minute break from whatever's going on. Walk away, get outside, move yeah, around, yeah. get a cuppa, walk away and do not go near each other that you agree 15 minutes, no, no zone, like, you know, mm. stay away and then revisit it because it means that you're catching yourself as you're going up. Now, all of that is to kind of, I suppose, future proof your relationship, engage in repair, talk about regulating, hold the boundary in place. But I also think you need to invest in your life outside because what's beginning to creep in in the face of feeling disrespected and underappreciated is resentment. Yes. I'm giving yeah. everything. I'm doing everything. And it should never get to a stage where everything we do as parents is for our children. It has to be for us as well. Yeah. It's that old kind of line they say on airplanes, isn't it? Put your own mask on before somebody yeah, else's. Yeah. And I feel like at the time you go, I'd like to think I'd do that, but I, my instinct would be attend to my mm. child. Actually, you can only attend to your child when you attend to yourself first. Yeah. So I yeah. really think invest in yourself and don't be afraid to let her know that she's hurt your feelings because she also needs to know that her words have consequences. Yeah. At that stage that she's at, and we've had over the years, we've had so many questions mm. that are kind of variants on this, that, that, that when they're at that teenager pulling away stage, they yeah. can be really mean. Oh, is really there, mean. Is there a, because they're individuating so much, does that kind of overshadow the empathy or does the, has the empathy not really developed as much at that point? It's almost like, you know, we talk about adolescence being a second bite of the developmental apple. And just as that empathy piece is developing in, you know, kind of two, three, four years old and really four years old, we can get a drop in it while they're prioritising everything else. And it's also outside of them. It's I'm prioritising peer group and what mm. they think of me and every I'm, I'm also I'm looking outwards all the time. And so looking inwards and doing that perspective taking, I've hurt your feelings. I'm responsible for that. I feel badly about it. That may come in private. She might be feeling quite rotten. Also, though, what happens at this stage is because it's really hard to be a 13 year old girl and it's really hard to be going through all of those changes, that sometimes one of the ways that I attempt to communicate my own difficulty is by making it your difficulty. Yeah. So I yeah. feel badly yeah. about myself. And the only way I can convey that is to make you feel badly about yourself because you're my safe person. Mm. You're, you're even when you're super hurt and super cross, you're still feeding me, housing me and loving me. Yeah. So you're safe to lash out at in lots of ways. It doesn't make her feel good. She's not going super job. They're upsetting my mom today. That's not what's going on. She's also feeling badly. So it is OK to say I felt really hurt by that. And I wonder what it's like for you. How are you feeling and giving her permission to communicate it in a different way? I have an eight-year-old boy who's a middle child. He's amazing and happy and sporty and brilliant and diligent in school. However, he is so incredibly selfish. If he does not get exactly what he wants, he does not uh, uh, he does not do it uh, uh, or only does it half-hearted. My main concern is that he would walk over a crying sibling to go to his friends. He will side with everyone but talk, but his brothers. And in reverse, his brothers will stand up for him, mind him, etc. He is clearly so influenced by his friends and not us. He will do whatever they tell him. How can we try to get him to listen or at least think about right from wrong and not just blindly do what others do? 
is he an early developer? I mean, isn't that such a lovely segue from the previous question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, you are trying to get him to do what others do. You just want the others to be you guys. You want him to do as you do um, and to mirror that behaviour. But bear in mind, middle childhood, this is when they begin that pulling away. By 13 to 15, they've refined it quite a bit, but it begins. Now, he is hitting the ground running with this, but the influence of family begins to wane at this stage and they begin to prioritise. Yeah, they begin to look at what are my friends doing and I want to fit in. There is something about this that how extreme it is that he'll jump over the crying sibling to prioritise the friends that it sounds like to me he's working really hard to fit in with a group of friends and I'm wondering why he has to work that hard to fit in with them and maybe it's not a natural fit for him Mm. and he has to work that out himself that they may not be the ideal group of friends for him and that's not to demonise the other children it's just about fit and compatibility but it will work itself out I think what you can do is really focus on his strengths because this letter opens with he's amazing he's happy and then you Mm. tell us that not always Yes. (laughs) by the way um and that's okay too but provide opportunities for kindness and you might want to structure this as a family in a very collaborative way that you make a kind a family kindness pact and that over the seven days of the week uh, you can pick a day that's arbitrary but you know everybody has to do one kind thing every other person in the family. Yeah. And then on the last day, you all sit and you say, well, I did this for Sean and I did this and this. And they said, this is how it felt. And you all talk about the kind things that were done. And on the last day, you do an activity as a family that could be, listen, going for a walk, going out on bikes, going to the woods, playing a board game. That could be anything you want it to be. But that you're really looking at bringing that kindness in and really focusing on strengths and positive behaviour. He's only eight. And you know, incredibly selfish is a very strong phrase. So I think there's something about his behaviour that is setting him as other than the rest of the family. And just watch that. You don't want that divide to set in so that he also begins to feel I'm disconnected from you all. We have nothing in common. You want to bring him back in and doing it in that very playful, kind way. And a kind act can be something really small. I let you hold the remote control when I wanted it myself as a kindness. It depends. Like it, We're not talking about big things here. Mm. It should be the small everyday gestures because as he begins to focus on that and doing that within the family, it gives you something really tangible to praise and give him feedback on which reinforces what you want to see from him within the family. Yeah. I wonder is, you know, he's the middle child. Mm. So there's an old, and it seems like there's an older brother and a younger brother. And he will side with everyone but his brothers. I, is there a dynamic with his siblings that's going on there as well? That might uh, be And I'd love to have this. known how old the siblings were. What's yeah. the age gap? Because, you know, when we're talking about kind of that 18 months, two years, they are developmental competitors within mm. that age gap. And so actually he's also, it depends on what they're interested in. You know, in a sibling group, you could have two out of three siblings who love sports and one who loves dance and arts and yeah. you, or the yeah. other way around. Like, what does he feel he has in common with everybody? And is he seeking that understanding, for want of a better word, from his outside peer group? So a little bit more about the sibling. Our siblings are, you know, our first experience of friends and enemies. We do work out quite a lot of social dynamics with them. But I just think watch the labelling of him as incredibly selfish. Watch the othering of him in the family and instead look at ways to bring him in and remind him what you all have in common. Yeah. Uh, well, somebody's texting in to say, I used, this is going back to uh, the mother hurt by the 13 year old. I used to say tomorrow, daughter, stop talking until you can speak to me properly. It, it gave us both time to think. Mm. 
which is probably... It's very similar. It's just hit the pause button. Don't, yeah. don't get pulled into the row yeah. all the time. You will some of the time, but not all of the time. Tomorrow, daughter, sounds a bit imperious. So <laughs> I don't think I, I, I'd lead <laughs> yeah. with that one. Uh, Joanna, thanks a million, Thank you as so ever. Much. Joanna Fortune there. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.